Welcome to the 5-1 Volleyball Podcast, the best way to keep up with the crazy, crazy world of professional volleyball. Just a little housekeeping before we start. Tomorrow I will be doing a podcast with Louis Lett and the wonderful guys at the Freeball Podcast. I would highly recommend you guys give that a listen if you haven't listened to them yet. They do a great job, have a lot of really cool players as guests, including Kevin Tilly, Carl Kloche, and many others, high-level players, really enjoyable podcast, excited to be on it. Not sure what their editing process is like, but I'm sure you'll be able to check that out at Freeball, the volleyball podcast on Spotify, iTunes, or whatever, the same, the same platforms that this podcast is available on sometime this week or probably next week, so definitely check that out if you want to hear more volleyball. I'm sure anyone listening to this podcast will probably enjoy that one as well. All right, now let's get the real podcast started. We didn't really have much news this week. The only kind of big thing I want to talk about is Matt Anderson getting his jersey retired in Zenik Zahn. Great honor for him. He's been a fantastic player for them over the years, winning four Champions League titles, maybe five. We'll see how this year's finals against Lube Civitanova goes. But still, winning four Champions League titles, that's incredible. Most players would be very lucky to even win one. And Matt Anderson is just collecting them like they're Infinity Stones. Also, the ceremony was really well done, really professionally done. It looks really cool if you want to go check out the Jersey Retirement Ceremony. I believe they have it on their YouTube channel, which I also recommend you check out if you're a volleyball fan. Just example, like number 10,000, of how much more professionally Zenit Kazan does things than most other volleyball clubs and why they are so successful in the realm of volleyball. Again, winning, winning so many Champions League titles. Definitely a good example to all of their clubs on how to treat players, how to organize your matches, how to put on a good presentation, how to put on a good show, that kind of thing. So we don't really have any big transfers or anything this week to go over. I will be talking a bit more about the Sokolov to Kazan and Zaitsev to who knows where on the Freeball podcast. If you want to check that out, probably we'll talk about that with Louis and whoever else is running that podcast. But over this long weekend, we did have some important volleyball matches being played. Berlin and Friedrichshafen in the German League will meet in the finals for like the sixth or seventh time, I believe, in a row. The last time where it wasn't Berlin versus Friedrichshafen in the finals was in the 2011-2012 season when Unterhaching, which is a now defunct club, played in the finals. But since then, 2013, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, and now 19, it's been those two teams. And actually, I think there was a chance that Berlin was not going to make it this year, which I'll talk about a bit later, but managed to get it done, managed to defeat the Alpen Volleys pretty soundly, 3-1 to one in advance to the finals, where they'll play a well-rested Friedrichshafen team. The Brazilian finals start tonight with Cezzi Sao Paulo and Tabate. Should be a really exciting match. Taubete again, like Berlin, seemed, had their shaky points to the season, but ever since the semifinals have rolled around and they've kind of figured out a few of their lineup problems involving Facundo Conte, Lucarelli, and Douglas Souza, they've, they've looked really strong. So I'm excited to see how that series unfolds. The French League playoffs just started. Haven't really talked too much about the French League before, but I'm hoping to add it to the roster of things I talk about because it is a fairly competitive and interesting league but the quarterfinals just finished their first match and Chaumont, René, Tour, and Ajaccio 
they all swept their matches, so four three oh victories. So it looks like uh the first round might not be too interesting and we might have to wait until the semifinals of the French league playoffs for things to really get dicey. In the Russian Superliga, Zenikazan beats Fakel pretty soundly. Irvin Enkapet with seven aces in that game, even if he didn't hit too well, but seven aces. Always going to make it a little tough for your opponents to come back from that. You know, we've seen uh, Fakel, that's been their weakness. Obviously, Eric Shoji, an incredible passer. But Igor Kluka and Dmitry Volkov, not terrible passers, but they're just too big to be elite-level passers, passing really high percentages. And obviously, Irvin Enkapet, one of the best servers in volleyball, really has a very powerful, yet surprisingly accurate serve that can cause troubles in matches like this. On the other side of the bracket, Kemerovo beats Zenit St. Petersburg. Paul Schneck leading the way for Kemerovo and Grozier leading the way for Zenit St. Petersburg. Not the prettiest game ever. Some tough percentages, a lot of errors. But hey, you'll take a 3-0 win any way you can grab it when you're this deep in the playoffs. Also, if you want to watch the match between Zenit Kazan and Fekel Novi Irangoy, again, another plug for the Zenit Kazan YouTube page. I they posted the entire match on their YouTube so you can actually just go there. I believe it's available in any country. So if you want to check out some Russian Super League volleyball, but it's kind of tough to be able to watch it. So if you want an easy way to go check that out, I would recommend the Zenikazan YouTube channel. In Italy, we had a couple crazy games. Perugia with a huge comeback in the third set, which I'll talk about later, to beat Modena. In a game, I was surprised Modena was so close to beating Perugia in Perugia's home court, but you know, they had their opportunities, kind of, kind of wasted them a bit. Bartosz Bednorz was an excellent game, but we'll talk about that game a bit more later. And then Trentino with an epic five-setter against Lube Civitanova on Monday that they won to keep their hopes of advancing to the finals alive. It's going to be tough, though. Lizanac, Gianelli, Kovacevic, Grabenikov, they all pretty much threw everything they could at that Lube Civitanova team, and it was still just barely enough to scrape by Got a few lucky balls rolling their way. Aaron Russell will have to be a lot better. He seemed like a non-factor. Got subbed out partway through the first set for Aresto Cavuto. Definitely not on the same tier of player as Aaron Russell, but actually did a pretty good job filling in for him. But they will need Aaron Russell playing a lot better, being a lot more assertive, a lot more dominant, if they want to have a chance of coming back in this series against Lube. So to reiterate... Lube is leading Trentino two games to one. Perugia is beating Modena two games to one. You need three wins to advance to the finals. So every game from here on out is do or die for Modena and Trentino. We'll see if they can manage to come back. So tons of volleyball going on right now. Basically every league is in the midst of their playoffs. Lots of really important games. Teams have been working towards this all season. So there were a lot of potential winners of the week to choose from. And my first nomination I already mentioned earlier, and that is the Berlin Recycling Volleys or Team America B team for actually making the finals. I think this season in the German League, they were as low as like fifth or sixth place at one point. Didn't really look like the signings they made in the offseason really paid off. Dustin Wadden wasn't getting a ton of playtime. Ben Patch was benched for his fellow American Kyle Russell. 
Jeffrey Jendrick was in and out of the rotation with Nicholas Legoff also struggling at times. But as the season went on, their chemistry got a lot better. They brought in a couple more foreign additions in Nicolas Rossard, the French libero, who has been starting and doing a very good job for them ever since. And then also Sergei Grankin, the Russian setter, who is an Olympic gold medalist and probably make the Volleyball Hall of Fame. In those additions, plus the much better play of Ben Patch recently, who looks like he might actually be living up to that sky-high potential that we all thought he had a few years ago, has caused them to actually cruise pretty easily past the first couple of rounds in the playoffs, and they are looking good for the finals. I'm not sure if I would pick them above Friedrich Schaffen, but at this point, I think it'll actually be a really good series. Friedrich Schaffen, though, didn't really play too much in the Champions League, got eliminated early, and also swept both their first two series. So they're a very well-rested team. Vidal Hainan in his last season coaching them. So, you know, he wants to go out with a win. I'm actually really looking forward to the German Bundesliga finals. And if you want to watch some of it yourself, you can go to sporttotal.tv and all the games are actually streamed there for free. So if you want just a completely free volleyball viewing experience, that's a pretty high level. Not the best broadcast quality by any means, but you can go check that out on sporttotal.tv. My second nomination for winner of the weekend is Oniko Versava for winning and beating Zestrebshi Vigil despite losing the first game, where they also lost Bartosz Folek, the Polish national team member, an exciting young player, one of Oniko's best players. They lost him to injury very early on in this game. They lost Bartosz Kuriak right before the series started with kind of this mystery back injury that'll keep him out till the end of the playoffs. So down probably their two best players right before the series started and they still are tied 1-1, managing to actually win against the Strebju Vigil 3-0 in this game, 25-19, 25-23, 25-21. And yes, it was a bit of an ugly game for Versava, Shawan Vernon Evans only hitting 3 for 14. Passing was pretty abysmal at only 12% perfect passes, but they still managed to win 3-0. 15 blocks in the game, I think, was the big difference maker in this one. Antoine Brizard with four blocks out of the setter position. Andes Rona and Jan Novakovsky with three and four blocks respectively. So 15 blocks is a crazy amount, especially for a three-set game. A lot of Jastrzebski hitters just hitting right into the block. Christian Fromm got blocked five times. Julian Liniel got blocked four times. David Konarski got blocked four times. So in a game where both teams serving really hard, not really passing their best, something like blocking can make a difference. And 15 kill blocks, but a lot of nice uh, block touches, a lot of continuations really helped Versava win this one. So the rotation that Stefan Antiga was going to use in this game was actually a really interesting question because if you listen to the earlier podcast, you know that Machi Muzai was in emergency medical transfer, which they were able to do because of the Bartosz Kurek injury, but interestingly enough, didn't play a ton in this game, only had five hits in this match, three for five, one block, and they actually decided to go with Nikolay Penchev and Shawan Vernon Evans as the players filling the rest of their foreigner slots along with Antoine Brizard. A lot of people predicted that Machi Muzai would play and start in this game in order to free up Graham Vigras. 
uh, to play in the middle because he's, again, one of their best players, a huge part of their success in their second place regular season finish. But interesting, yeah, it's interesting they went with Shawan. They trusted him instead of going with Muzai. We'll see what they decide to go with for the next game, which is actually taking place tomorrow, Wednesday, April 24th. Going to be exciting, going to be interesting. Again, I, I feel like Antigua will go with uh, Machi Muzai instead of Shawan and then bring Vigras in. But if Jan Novikovsky can play like he did today, I think there's actually a good argument to be made to keep Shawan in there and just have him play. And then, But the, then the question is, why did they even sign Machi Muzai? But my ultimate winner of the weekend should be obvious for those of you who are following all the volleyball stuff going on this weekend, and that is Perugia in the Italian League for coming back from a nine-point deficit in the third set against Modena. Just an absolutely crazy comeback. You rarely see teams come back from nine points. In fact, I can't even think of the last time I've seen something like this. And not only that, it was during a crucial set, during a crucial game in the Italian League semifinal. So really important time in the season to make a comeback like this. They were down 19 to 10, just started off the third set really slow, really sluggish, even playing at home with the support of their crowd. They still couldn't really get into it, making a lot of unforced errors, especially Filippo Lanza. was When he was stuck in the front row, they were really struggling. But then the comeback started. Some huge hits from Atanasevich and Wilfredo Leon. Those guys were automatic in this comeback. A few unforced errors from Modan as well, especially a bad one from Bartosz Bednorz, where he missed the block on the left side. And then Ivan Zaitsev with a pretty clear angle to go cross, hit the top of the tape, and sent the ball out of bounds. I think that was around like 24-23 or something. Michael Christensen did not look happy about that play too. Looked very disappointed with a guy who's supposed to be one of the most unstoppable opposites in the world. But anyway, they came back from down 19-10. I think they saved three set points as well and ended up winning the set 26-24 a one-minute version of the comeback I posted on my Instagram at 51VB. So if you want to see a quick rendition of the comeback, you can go check it out there. I'm sure there might be a full version of it floating around on YouTube. If not, probably within the next few days, someone someone will make that up. But just a really important set win for Perugia. They ended up winning the match 3-1. to one. I don't think they actually would have won this if they didn't win that pivotal third set. I think Modana would have actually might have been able to steal one in Perugia's home court. So just the mom complete momentum shifter for the entire series. Perugia will go back to Modena, the Palapanini, to try and close the series out on Wednesday, April 24th. So that should be a really exciting match. We'll see if Modena can bounce back mentally from giving up a nine-point lead. Now for our losers of the weekend. The first loser is going to fans of the Champions League because it feels like we should be having the finals right now. It's been a couple weeks since those great matches in the Champions League semifinals, ready to watch the finals. I feel like now would be the perfect moment for all the anticipation to build up and for them to play that match. But we still have, I think, three and a half weeks, almost a month before we start. I feel like a lot of the excitement will have fizzled out a bit by then. It's just a really long break before the finals happen. I hope next year they can 
keep it a little bit closer. I know there's a lot of issues with scheduling and all the playoffs are going on right now, but Champions League should be the most important competition. It should be the priority, and they should have it a little bit closer to the semifinals. Another loser is Julian Thiniel for his really subpar performance against Eniko Versava in that Polish League semifinal game. This is not a good stat line, especially offensively. 8 for 24 hitting, that's bad enough by itself, but he also got blocked four times and made three unforced errors, bringing his total hitting efficiency to 4%, which is not acceptable for the guy who's supposed to be your star player, your main offensive option, and the guy who's going to carry you to the finals. Really tough game from him. Didn't even really pass that well at only 16% perfect passing. Did get a couple of aces in a block, to be fair, but I think they'll, they're going to need a lot more from Julian Liniel, especially as their out-of-system go-to hitter. They'll need him to score at a lot higher efficiency, make a lot less errors if they want to win this final game in Versava and move on to the finals. Right, we'll see. We'll see if they'll play either uh, Zaksa, Kajic, and Kajle or Zvierci. That game's also taking place tomorrow, Wednesday, April 24th. Really good day of volleyball tomorrow, so it'll be fun to follow along. But the ultimate loser of the weekend is going to be Modena. And I know I don't like putting the loser of the weekend as a team on the other side of the winner of the weekend game. But Modena giving up a very crucial nine-point lead in that third set. One of the most important sets of Modena's season, if not the most important set so far. Micah Christian, when he was asked after the game what happened in the third set, basically said he has no idea. Modena coach Julio Velasco didn't even show up to the press after the game because he was so distraught. Probably would have uh, thrown a clipboard at a reporter or something. Just way too many unforced errors, kind of mental breakdowns for Modena. They've made 70 service errors in the last three games, and that wouldn't be too bad of a number. I'm sure Perugia is somewhere around there. But they also only have 12 aces, which is only one more than Perugia scored in the second game of the series by itself. Modena playing at home will be a lot better, but they still really need to dig deep if they want to come out and win this series. Perugia, definitely the better team, especially, as I said, behind the service line. And that's why Modena needed that third set so badly. It's doubtful they were ever going to have another chance like that to put Perugian away and kind of make them doubt themselves, but they let Perugia back to the game. Ivan Zaitsev can't make those really crucial unforced errors, especially when he's getting pretty good sets from Micah Christensen. Bartosz Bednorz, good on attack, but was terrible from behind the service line. Way too many errors and not putting a lot of pressure on the receivers. And also Tinair now, just looks like a non-factor. Definitely can't be your number one outside hitter. It's a good thing they're getting Matt Anderson this season because he's going to fit in that role much better. Teen Aaron out, great player, but definitely more of a supporting outside two player. So Modena, loser of the weekend. I wouldn't count them out of the series quite yet, but giving up that nine-point lead in the third set makes things dramatically more difficult in the context of this series. All our best performances this weekend came from the Italian League. The first one is from the Perugia-Modena game, where Wilfredo Leon was fairly unstoppable. 
hit 21 for 35, including some clutch points in that comeback, 60% hitting, and also added three aces and a few more disrupting serves to that stat line. Really good from him. We've seen him struggle maybe a bit more than he usually does recently, especially in a couple of those Champions League games and uh, quarterfinals games, but this is the Leon that we like to see, the guy who's always hitting 55 to 65%. Really impressive from him. And then in our other match, we had Uroš Kovacevic, who won MVP for this performance of 21 for 39 hitting, 54%, two aces, and three blocks. Did a great job as the out-of-system primary hitter for Trentino because we know Luca Vittori is not doing a great job of filling that role. Got 39 sets in this game, by far the most out of anyone on the team. Did a, quite a good job converting them. Had a few unforced errors, which is the main reason why he's not my the best performance of the weekend because I think he could have done a, a better in a few of those situations, but was getting some really tough sets. Ginelli was doing his best, but there was some bad passing in this game from a lot of Lube Chivitanova service pressure. And Kovacevic, he's he's looking like one of the best outsides in the world. I think he's making a case for top five. Definitely look like the much better player than Aaron Russell in this match, who got subbed off fairly quickly. So good job from him. But the ultimate performance of the weekend, I'm going to give to his teammate, Genia Grabenikov, the French libero, for just an unbelievable series of digs in this game from position five. Lube, Yoandri Leal, and Juan Terena were trying to go cross around that big Trentino double block, but Grabenikov was waiting there every time, picking up just about every hit that went to that location on the court. Really hurt the uh, attacking percentages of those players, even though they still did pretty well. 50% for Juan Terena, 59 for Yoandri Leal. But Grabenikov was responsible for so many continuations in this game. It was crazy. A lot of hustle plays, a lot of high effort plays, really got the energy in the uh, BLM group arena going, really got the crowd into it. I think the crowds in volleyball, the thing they appreciate the most is a good dig. And Grubenikov is really good at kind of firing the crowd up after he makes uh, a spectacular play. He also passed pretty well, had the most receptions on the team with 23, and also perfect pass 26% of them and had positive receptions on 61%. So well done, Grabenikov. They definitely would not have won that game with a more average libero. And he is well worth the investment it takes to have a foreign libero who you are paying a lot to play on your team. So looking forward to the rest of the week, we have a really packed day of volleyball tomorrow, Wednesday, April 24th, with two games in the Plus Liga semifinals, one between Zaksa and Kajle and Zavierci, which we have not seen in a while, remember, if you remember last Wednesday, was that crazy game between Zaxa where they came back, won the last three sets after being down two in Zavierci's really notoriously tough home court and ended up winning in five. We'll see if they can carry that momentum into this game at home at Kajuj and Kajle. I think Zavierci really ruined their chances by losing that lead in the second game. I think Zaxa We'll be able to take this one and close out the series and move on to the finals. A feat they have done the last three years probably will make it four. And the other match between Versava and Jostrebci Vigil 
will also be taking place tomorrow. It'll be interesting to see what Stefan Antiga goes with, whether he will start Machi Muzai in this match, whether he will play with Fygrass in this match, if he's going to roll with what worked in the last game, or if he's going to go with what is theoretically the better players on paper. But I think the last match for Sava showed that they are the better run team. I think Stefan Antiga does a great job getting the most out of his players. And even though they were missing Bartosz Kurak and Bartosz Folek, they still managed to win in three. Uh, just Strebsky Vagil. So I think coming home to Versava, I think they'll be able to close out the series here. We also have two more Italian league matches between Modena and Perugia, and then Lube Civitanova and Trentino. Personally, I think the more interesting one is Trentino versus Lube. Trentino going to Civitanova Marche to play in a really tough environment. Those Lube fans are very loud, very passionate about supporting their team. The last game there was the most lopsided one of the series that Lube won 3-1. But if Trentino does manage to pull it out, they will return to the BLM Arena to have a chance to win and advance to the finals on their home turf. So huge game for them. I think they have a good shot at winning it, but I will definitely give Lube the favorites in that one. Then the other match, Perugia Modena. I think Modena is going to have a really tough time recovering mentally. I think playing at home at the Palapanini will help a lot. A lot of passionate fans there, but we've also seen those fans kind of turn on their own team at a few points this season when they haven't been playing up to their standards. So that could backfire very quickly if Modena finds himself in a hole due to some strong Perugia serving. So even though Modena's playing at home, I still think Perugia will be able to close out the series and advance to the finals. As usual, I'll be posting the best highlights from those matches on my Instagram at 51VB. I also think we're due for another mailbag episode. So probably on Thursday or Friday, I'll be doing a mailbag along with recapping those playoff games from this week. Also, don't forget, I'll be doing that podcast with the Freeball, the Volleyball podcast. We're recording it tomorrow. Not sure which day it'll be published, but I'm sure it won't be too long. I'm going to talk some transfers. I think we're going to talk some Nations League as well, kind of preview what is going on with that, because even though it feels like we're still in the middle of club team playoffs, the Nations League really isn't that far away. It happens pretty much right after the Champions League finals, and so it's always a fun tournament. That'll be fun to uh, see a lot of kind of younger, more developing players for a lot of national teams, so looking forward to talking about that. Maybe one day we can get some guests on this show. I hope everyone has a good week. Lots of exciting playoff volleyball to follow, to watch if you're able to, and I will see you on Thursday or Friday. Thanks.